Metronomes on. I turned the metronome off. I'm out of practice. So, as I was going to say, but then I decided to say this off air, I feel like we have two triumphant returns today on the Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack podcast. One, I missed an episode, which is weird. Does that mean like a triumphant return? You just come back. Triumphant return. Glorious. Glorious. Sure. And the return of Jay. Because I don't even remember the last time we talked to Jay. Who's Jay? We don't even know where he is right now. He's talking to us from like places unknown. But for us worth, welcome back, Jay, buddy. I, I did listen to the new Scott Stapp album today, so I could be in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Touche, friend. Touche. Kind of weird. Kind of weird. <laughs> it's only uh, weird if you, if you understand. To the album, you'll understand. <laughs> So, uh, funny story. This proves how not funny, funny I am. So, um, I was at a uh, Trader Joe's. You ever been to a Trader Joe's? Yes. Kind of weird. You know what I like about Trader Joe's? Trader Joe's has, like, all these, like, weird, like, little, like, humorous things, like, set up. So, like, you're going through, like, the fruit aisle, as an example. And it's got grapes, buck 99 a pound. Plums, whatever a pound. Apples, whatever a pound. Then you get to the peaches... And it's like, peaches by the eaches, 59 cents. And it's like, that's fucking silly. You know, most, you know, you usually know when you deal with they, produce, they actually call up eaches. Don't, <laughs> don't suck the fun out of this. They, so, they who actually, is in my produce order? They, that's hire, what they hire people right out of college to do that job, to do those signs, to make up that stuff. But it's clever as, as F because they're, they're peppered around like all over the place. It's just cleverness at Trader Joe's. But so think about that. There's a college graduate getting paid like 20 something dollars an hour to do those signs at Trader Joe's. Right. And that's why I re- regret to this day not going to college. But that's OK. So we get to the be- <laughs> we get to the beer aisle over there. Now, they have national brands over at the Trader Joe's, but they also have Trader Joe's brand. They do. So um, my girlfriend. Connie was uh, kind of wandering around. She picked out a couple of uh, bottles of wine. She comes over and she's like, "It's like, well, I see, I see this Trader Joe's branded, branded um, beers, and like the the lot. It's not what I'm drinking. They're in the fridge. Whatever. Um, you know, they have like a standard Pilsner. They have a standard Lager kind of a thing. It's like three ninety nine for for a six pack. Jesus, what is it made? Four fucking dollars for a six pack. So then I look down below. They have a Mexican style. Um, like cerveza action Mexican style beer but it's not called Trader Joe's anymore it's now called Trader Jose (laughs) (laughs) that's good I like that one so I'm looking at these beers and with like a a complete straight face she's like oh well they're $3.99 a piece I'm like yeah I know that's that's incredible I just can't decide if I want like the the keeping it simple lager or if I want to go with the Trader Jose 
And she looks down and she sees like the Corona style bottle. She looks at me and I kid you not, real tears. She started laughing so freaking hard because like as, with a straight ass face, I said, I can't decide whether I want the Trader Joe's simple life or I want the Trader Jose. And she just couldn't take it anymore. She cracked down at, like in crying laughter. She's no longer with us, so. Uh... <laughs> yes, God rest her soul. <laughs> um, but the uh, the six pack is phenomenal. It's actually not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. like you for know four dollars. You think for four bucks? Well, the Trader Jose was six ninety nine. To be fair, uh, it's that, but, that travel. But that's what it is. Yeah, it had to it had to import. Got that wall in the way. It's gonna pack some money around it. So. That was just my fun side story. That's not where I was when we were recording it. That's just what I did last weekend. <laughs> That's just where it's why you were there, because you were <laughs> making fucking I was, at tra- I, was at, I could not make the last episode because I was at Trader Joe's. <laughs> Whatever, man. Buying peaches by the eaches. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do there this. There you go. Heavy Metal Headlines. Da-da-da-da. So, I will uh, segue... If you guys don't mind, from my uh, my Take fabulous my, my fabulous weekend story, with the uh, first headline that I would like to uh, announce, and that is Chevelle has their own beer now called La Gargola. Which is a horrible album. That's fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so they get their own car and their own beer. Well, if you can't listen to it, at least you can drink it. I guess so. But up, All right, so this is uh, this is actually off of a uh, news story from uh, Metal Injection. Um, so, I mean, it's been like the thing we kind of like highlight these when it happens. So I saw this one and I was like, well, yeah, we have to, uh, uh, have to, have to at least talk about it. They have teamed up with a uh, revolution brewing for their new beer called, as I said, La Gargola. It's a classic German style Hell's Lager, which is a pretty smooth drink. It's, it's a pretty smooth drink. Hell, like Hell's, Hell's are all right. German style Hell's. I, I can, I can be down Why with that. Why is it German? Uh, well, it's German style. Oh, yeah, but I wonder like if there's, like there's a reason why. Probably because it came from Germany. That'd be I my know, first guess. I don't believe that they are German. Yeah, but that, maybe they, that's like the style of beer that they dig. Now, I wonder how maybe, much... Maybe they're not like heavy stout beer. We should look into this, but I'm curious how much a band actually has an influence on Research. the beer that they are... So... You know what I mean? So about that. Okay, good. So they, we are celebrating the new beer on uh, August 1st, which was uh, 20 days ago. Mm-hmm. Um... They actually announced it the uh, night before they're set at Lollapalooza at the Revolution Brew Pub <laughs> in Chicago with a small with a small party of fans. Um, frontman Pete Lafleur said this, and I will read verbatim: "We are incredibly excited to announce our collaboration beer with Revolution Brewing. We chose a Hell style lager because we wanted a beer that was easy drinking, did not sacrifice taste or quality. Being from from the Chicago area, we've been fans of their beers for as long as we can remember." Having the opportunity to work on our own special edition with one of our favorite breweries is a special moment for us. I've actually, I'm, I'm almost positive if, like, if it wasn't me, like somebody on the show has actually like reviewed some Revolution Brewing stuff. So that's pretty cool. <clears throat> so they're out there. Take your word for it. So uh, Revolution Brewing brew pub brewer John Jumpy Pelos also discusses his thoughts on the beer. And I will read his quote verbatim. One thing that stuck out to me in talking with Pete and the guys was the comparison between making beer and making music. Finding out what works and what doesn't is almost equally important, just like writing music. Huh. Pelo said. 
It really struck us that a classic beer influenced by Rheinheitskoskulen, the 1516 Barbarian Beer Purity Law, was the perfect fit. The style forces you to dig deeper to find the solar character of the beer instead of just throwing a bunch of crazy ingredients at it. You build that complexity, subtlety, and creativity with the tools at your disposal. Just like the work that goes into a good song. So that's very sweet. So with that being said, I have no idea what kind of interaction that they have with like, the actual <laughs> brewing, All right. or if they just decide, "Hey, I'm from Chicago. You're from Chicago. Let's like be Chicago just together. Just like make beer. And you put our name on this, you will sell ten thousand records. Yeah. Or at least <laughs> sixteen pint downloads. Sixteen pint downloads. That's right. Try downloading oh, your beer, it? fuckers. Iron and Maiden. That. What? Iron Maiden break the seal on this. This whole thing. I mean, what's his name? Are they the first one. Oh gosh, I'll have to do some research if you want to go back to the origin. So I don't want to embarrass myself, but I'm gonna say there's probably been beers for beers for years. <laughs> I mean, he owns his think, own brewery. Like, I mean, maybe that's who's the first. I'm just trying to think who the first band was. Okay, we will di- we will discuss this on another story. Like we will dig down into the yeah. timeline of like, bands we could making do an beers. Episode on that. You probably could. We could bands make beers and we could, beer bands. We can. Band it'll, beers. it'll be like a highlight reel for our uh, first <laughs> 60 episodes. Because right. I don't know, we probably missed a whole bunch. Glass over some. Motorhead. Motorhead's got some beer or mm-hmm. whiskey. Do they got a whiskey? I forget. They have a whiskey. I would hope they have a whiskey. Christ. If anyone have a whiskey, it better yeah, be fucking Motorhead. Fu- he'd be fucking pissed <laughs> if you only... It's paint thinner. Let's not kid each other. Be, right, I guess. He'd be pissed if you only had a beer. It's like, what the fuck? What am I supposed to chase this they beer down like with? have like a weird schnapps. <laughs> Why is there a Motorhead peach schnapps? <laughs> White Claw. Gene Simmons does not approve. <laughs> they made him a Pokemon now, so it's fine. Gene Simmons is a Pokemon. Yeah, they actually that, of in, in the, anything in the uh, so in the, actually funny. I'm that guy say, will sell his soul to the devil. Funny because in the in the new Pokemon game, for the right price, out, he will. That's for damn sure. The new one that's coming out, they're actually uh, they have a, a whatever I don't know mongoose-looking thing that looks like him, like the same color. It's like the tongue hangs out. Oh, good. And like Lord. he actually commented on it. He was actually what was the word like? Ah, Christ. Gene Simmons does not play Pokemon. No, like, he was actually, like, excited about it. Like, he thought it was cool that they actually thought of him and, and made something based off of him. <clears throat> Gene Simmons is going to sue the fuck out of you. Man, that guy's a businessman uh, all day. Now that is more of the truth. <laughs> yeah, that makes right more sense. <laughs> Gene Simmons appreciates the thought of paying me royalties. <laughs> yep. yep. Gene Simmons is a copy of Gene, copyright of Gene Simmons, Incorporated. Oh, he, dude, he's got a established 1964. Not kiss, him. Kiss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, someone has to. Gene Simmons. (laughs) The other guy's a part of it. Gene Simmons is kiss. Pretty much. They've been Paul Stanley. I mean, they pretty much run the whole. Paul Stanley holds my jockstrap. I am Gene Simmons. (laughs) Copyright 1964. (laughs) Essentially. All right, somebody whip out some news. All right. Uh, <laughs> Jay, this actually works since you're here. Are you aware of Adventure Quest 3D? Oh, my God. I th- That sounds awful familiar. So. Gene Simmons does not approve of this. <laughs> Adventure Quest 3D is a popular cross-platform MMORPG, which is free to play on Steam. Um... Corn will be playing a live concert in the game. Huh. Yeah. So, uh. Just one of those. 
second life things, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe. I've never played I honestly don't know. Evidently, uh, Marshmallow, that guy, played in Fortnite. So I guess this was like the rebuttal, I guess. Oh, good lord, Fortnite. Um, so the concert will take place actually today. Nope. Okay. Yesterday, 20th, August 20th. On both uh, Adventure Quest 3D and its 2D equivalent, AQ Worlds. Uh, Atrix oh. promises the concept will be, quote, an unforgettably brutal, monster-filled virtual rock concert, end quote. Uh, loot will apparently drop throughout the concert as well, which is not very metal at all, if I may say so. Which, that doesn't seem right. I feel like that's quite metal if loot drops out, but... If anyone's played Borderlands, I mean, loot's like what it's about. Uh, so, you know, the, uh, the concert is a grand opening of the Battle Concert Arena. Uh, after taking requests, I'd love to see Dark Throne get involved. So, who knows, maybe it'll be like a thing where these bands just kind of jump in and do these virtual concerts. I don't know. It's just strange. Wait for them to just get to Dragon Force and be done with it. <laughs> I mean, that would make more sense. I mean, Corrin was in uh, South Park, if I'm correct one of the Halloween episodes. Was it actually yeah, porn or just, was it like... Uh, no, it was actually... No, no. Was it, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was actually them. No. No one else... The They've never had... It. He's. That's the rule on South Park. He does the voices. He does no celebrity voices. There's, no? A, there's a couple of exceptions, though. I know for a fact that... Like, I, I'm no, trying to think off the George top of my Clooney. head. George Clooney. George Clooney's the only celebrity that did a voice. And do you know what he did? He did a little puppy barking. <laughs> that sounds about right. Um, like, I watched this whole thing on it. Like, they're very, very, very specific. Like, they don't like to use the celebrity-like voices that yeah, they tell sense, everybody no. Interesting. It's royalties. <laughs> our, suck oil, right? our suck oilty. <laughs> well, I mean, they have the disclaimer at the beginning, so. Well, I, honestly, with the things that they have celebrities say, it probably covers their ass in fucking a lawsuit. So. Right. No, that, that, yeah, that's that's fair. But yeah, I uh, like fish sticks. For any uh, adventure quest people, that's uh, that's that's a thing now. So congratulations. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting that it's branching out of the like second life type of games. Yeah. Jay, my man, you got a. Um, do you have a new story today, or do you want me to go first? Uh, I got one. If you want me to go, it, it, uh, pretty quick. It's it's. Story of my life. I just found it found it rather That's interesting. Fire away, kid. Um, given today's like the state of the world today, um, politically and and what have you. Politics, uh, politics. Well, less Shame. politics and Shame. more about more free more about free speech. All right, I'm just busting your balls. And Go ahead. things. It's it's interesting the things we're allowed to do here in America. Like, you know, uh, talk about our religion in our music, either in a positive way or a negative way, however we see fit, at least for the time being. Um, so uh, when this came across uh, uh, my feed, I was like, that's interesting. So uh, there's a band in Iran called Confess, and he uh, found the article on Loudwire. Um, Iran's Confess sentenced to 14 and a half years in prison and lashing for playing metal. Yeah, I, I ran, yeah. So, yeah, 
Uh, Iranian uh, metal gorillas confess have been sentenced to 14 and a half years in prison by the Revolutionary Tribunal of Tehran, or Tehran, however you pronounce it, for the crime of playing metal. Frontman Nikon, sorry if I butchered the name, Kosravi has also been sentenced to 74 lashes. I was going to say, yeah, the lashes too. Uh, and this was, uh, it, it, to boil it all down, I mean, because they talked about, uh, apparently they talked about the uh, prophet, and you're not allowed to talk about the prophet because he can't defend himself. Ah, uh, okay, so uh, that's why. So it's, right. Um, now, like they, like, they discuss God, and that is fine in the music because God, I guess, is all... He's always there, so he's never alive. I think it's more... Uh, it actually looks like there's a general well, charge for just simply blasphemy for writing mm-hmm. satanic music and speaking, oh, yeah. foreign, and speaking to foreign radio stations. Uh, it's, it was, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, the, the main guy, it seems like he's just staying away. Uh, where did they say they went to their... You could potentially face execution for being charged with blasphemy. <laughs> And, well, uh, that's the thing is, is uh, there was a reason why it was downgraded from execution to just prison time and lashes. Uh, if you insult the prophet, you will get executed because he's dead and he can't defend himself. But if you blaspheme God and question his existence, he can forgive you. That's why we didn't get executed. It's a weird uh, way to, to think of that. 74 lashes. Well, I mean, there, like it's, when, when you have a country that's literally run I mean, by religion... It's it's a little more difficult. It just it's very interesting, and I thought it was interesting that because you don't a lot of times with metal, the places that it lands down in the world, it's it, it, it's accepted. It's it's it it's got grassroots, and you know, um, but you don't hear about places like Iran, Iran, and their heavy metal scene. Um, so I, I thought it was interesting. Um, there is a happy ending to the story. The members petitioned for political asylum in Norway. Their petition was granted. That's what it was. Norway. So they um, they are not in, and they are not currently in danger of being extradition ba- uh, back to Iran. But they were uh, they were originally <laughs> sent 14 and a half years in prison and 74 lashes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine if we still pun- we should be able to punish people that way here? We should be able to give them lashings. Depends where you go. Whip you, boy. Depends on the state. Oh, can you? I no, that's that's it. That's it. I can't bring up. I can't say that question. That's gonna that's gonna bring me a conversation ice. somewhere that I don't want Thin to ice. go. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's interesting. I mean, it's, I mean, we had this okay, conversation yeah. last time. It was the last metal tour that went through Iran? Like we were talking about. I think Dave brought up like you know like <laughs> Japan or whatever like. You know, you steal something there, you lose your hand. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's a lot different. I don't think that's Japan. Well, you know, China, wherever you want. <laughs> Japan's a little more civilized than cutting hands off. Well, it depends what part of Japan. <laughs> the tiny island? <laughs> <laughs> yes. The one that Godzilla attacks. For such a tiny They'll island, they come up with horrible monsters. <laughs> right? They got nothing else better to do. Huge, huge, <laughs> fucking huge. That's a that's a well, lizard gun out of control. That tiny, and you got to take on the rest of the world. Yep. 
What do you have when you have a mothball in one hand and a mothball in the other hand? Two mothballs. Mothra's undivided attention. I'm not going to give you that one. <laughs> I'm not feeling that one. We're all confused. <laughs> I have to leave. Not intellectual enough for that. <laughs> uh, Marcus, what do you got for us? Okay, so if you're a NASCAR fan. Which I am not. Mario Kart, sure. <laughs> If, yeah, you are a fan, if you are a fan, if you are a fan of left turns and the amount of 500 laps, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. That about sums up every single NASCAR meeting. That's not true. If you go to Watkins Glen, they gotta make right turns too. It fucks them all up. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> On my steering wheel, all goes up. left. <laughs> follow the sport. <laughs> if you actually follow the sport, none of the big big names can win at Watkins Glen because oh. you gotta make a right-handed turn. <laughs> but. So, fun fact, yeah, this is, as of, uh, according to Newsweek.com, the number 54 car was, uh, which was supposed to be sponsored by the team of Rick Ware Racing and partnering with the band Slayer. Slayer, which was in the midst of its final world tour, was the team with Rick Ware Racing as the primary sponsor of the number 54 entry at the Saturday's Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series at Bristol Motor Speedway in Tennessee, which if I was actually going to uh, watch a race, Bristol would be the one because that's when they they fuck each other up. <laughs> it's like high speed and it's like high banks and right. like all kinds of good good stuff. But that's, that's just the sports Slayer thing. Chevrolet. It was actually going to be run. Now, demolition... Demolition Derby are awesome. Veteran, veteran racer JJ Yelly was actually going to be behind the wheel, and the car is actually look, looks pretty badass. Like if I if I could find a model kit with this car, I'd probably build this. Like that that, that looks like a good time. So don't they do Lego? <laughs> Maybe. No, I get the Lego. <laughs> I said the Slayer was supposed <laughs> to sponsor said 54 car. So. And I'll just read this quote verbatim. Today, reportedly, due to reactionary concerns from other longtime participating sponsors, Slayer has been pulled as the primary sponsor, and all What's Slayer it? signage <laughs> has been removed from the car that was to be piloted by Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series veteran J.J. Yelly. The band wrote in a statement, wow. according to Billboard, the incontrovertible pods moving and storage will now sponsor that car. After nearly 40 years, Slayer apparently remains as terrifying to some as ever. Neither Rick Ware Racing or J.J. Yelly have commented publicly on the decision. Huh. Now, this is something that, like, leading up to the race, like, Yelly actually was, like, tweeting that, like, Slayer was going to be one of the sponsors. Um, like, like, even leading up to, like, August 13th. I think that was, like, days before the race in Bristol kind of a thing. And Yeah. Hmm. So... Censorship so, oh. in NASCAR. We cannot oh. slayer. Now, do you know how much money? I, I was actually, I think I actually knew this number at one point, how much money it actually costs to sponsor a NASCAR ask. car. Like, it has to be close, like, with all the festivities. Like, if you are the full primary sponsor, because what they do is they'll take the car, they will sell portions of the car. So the hood costs so much, the sides cost so much, the <laughs> tail, the, like the tail fin, and like there'll be like little stickers like all over the place. So if you are the primary sponsor for that car, it's somewhere up between 500,000 and 1.5 million, depending on who's driving the car. Yeah, I suppose that's so I was what, gonna say, whatever, I, whatever, whatever I would imagine it on the millions. 
So like as a, as an example, you're probably like if you wanted to be a primary sponsor for say like a Jimmy Johnson car who's like a seven time champion, like it's gonna cost you somewhere in the one and a half to two million dollars per. Now what do race. they get out of it? Like so example, what was oh, it's, that's all endorsement. Okay, it's all endorsement yeah. for the guys. So they 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 um the guys that actually drive the car. I mean that that covers their equipment, that covers their pit crew, that covers their travel costs. That covers... What does it get the uh, the actual sponsor though? Like, what did they get besides obviously being on TV? Oh, huge advertising. advertising. Because it, as much as, you know, we would mock I just NASCAR. find it weird. Why would Slayer need to be advertised? Um, Because they can. I, just, that's not, I find that weird. It's like that's, one of the, that's like, this is that's an old country boy. It, just, it it's like, I got, I got some cash in my pocket. I'm going to put my name on a car. Right, yeah. No, I Yeehaw! Hmm. Plus, they're, on, they're currently on a uh, never-ending world tour. So yeah, I'm sure, are, they, I'm, are they back on? I'm sure. I'm sure the expenses of this never-ending world tour that has been going on for four fucking years now. Yep. Three years, two years. Hey man, Black Sabbath has been doing it for fifteen. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is true. Kiss so, for twenty-five. Rolling Stones for forty. So for those yeah. of you that were hoping that yo metal music is going to break into the NASCAR scene, you got denied, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> Now, go, go back to your wonder I'm, bread and shake and bake. Maybe I missed <laughs> shake it. And bake. Who, who pulled the endorsement? Was it NASCAR that made the final decision, or was it Slayer that pulled out of the deal? Uh, NASCAR actually made the decision. They said, um, like, kind of going back to my quote, they actually thought it was going to mm-hmm. interfere with, like, the longtime participating sponsors and that the message of Slayer music being on the car was going to offend the uh, the regulars. And they were actually going to lose sponsorship dollars, which this, the, the sport of NASCAR really thrives on sponsorship dollars. Like everything they do, like they come back from commercial break. It's sponsored by somebody. Well, they they go into very, commercial very, break. They go into a commercial they where they just sold advertising. Christian base to. It's a bunch of hillbillies. And I bet those yeah, hillbillies the, love there, them. There love are them a lot of God-fearing hillbillies. I don't know. I've been to a tailgate. Like I've been to a tailgate at a NASCAR race before. We're 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 beer drinkers, kid. Yep. Down you can't in the tell south? me. Well, I've only been to New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Yeah, they're totally different, dude. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to forgetting. Is this Slayer from the Midwest? Uh, I, could, <laughs> I could see. Well, Midwest is a little different than the South. Yeah, and that's, that's I think NASCAR is way bigger in the South. Than it is. I mean, too. I'd have to look it up. Yeah. But. but even still, if there's a mo- if there's a model of this car, I will build it and I will display it proudly. And they will come in my room of metal. That's a that's the wrong movie. That's oh, you, you know what? I bet that'll be a deal that they make with Slayer after breaking the contract. Look, how about we give you some money and we'll <laughs> make we give like you a Lego? X amount of cars. I might just I might just print out this picture and just make <laughs> a poster just of it. Like... This, that'd be fun too. Yeah. yeah. Take it where you can. I should save this article. Oh, yeah, I do anyway, because I put it in my notes. Huh. Okay, that's it for news. Oh, okay. I got one more. For, for me. I was gonna, oh, I was my trying goodness. To, I'm sorry, I meant to go back and finish. <laughs> my list. goodness. That's it for news for me. Because I, I don't want to talk. Jesus, Anthony. I don't want to talk, right? no, no. talk about my negative stories today. I have a negative story. Well, sort of negative. That's why I don't want to talk about you're, my negative unless you're, Well, if you're a Metallica fan, probably more negative. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so. No! Uh, Metallica's uh, never-ending worldwide tour. Uh, Kirk and Robert have been playing some covers during a break in the show. Oh, I love this story. 
Uh, when the band were in Switzerland, they whipped out a classic Celtic Frost cover of Celtic the Frost. whatever Celtic Frost cover of the Ossipur. Probably said differently. But well, I'll actually leave. Uh, or should I say, Marcus will leave it up so you can actually listen to it. But it turns out that Celtic Frost frontman Tom G. Warrior would rather they didn't. None too pleased, this man. With an interview uh, uh, with Rolling Stones, this is uh, verbatim from his quote, he said they butchered it. It was hum- humiliating. Why don't they leave their millionaire fingers off of it? They've long lost the ability to play true wow. metal, in my opinion. Maybe I should go on stage and do a really miserable version of Hit the Lights with, like, 200 mistakes to set the balance. Uh, so the gloves are off. Obviously, Warrior does not mince Just words bow. and does not acknowledge his dislike of Metallica. He said it's a personal issue, and his issue is mainly with uh, James Hetfield and his love for hunting. Which, to continue uh, the quote uh, here, this is completely personal. And I know probably the majority of your readers will not share this feeling. But even if they had done a fantastic job, I could puke all over it because I don't support people who go hunting bears for a hobby. I cannot respect a person like that, even if it's a genius musician. It's very interesting. More power to them. You know, and it's funny, like... For someone who, for a band that doesn't like people taking their music, they they want to do covers. They, and I don't they know. are extreme. They have they are historically extremely hypocritical. That seems. So. I mean, I I agree on that one. It's just. It's, I mean, this guy was literally just saying, you know, fuck you guys. Literally, like, get out. A little uh, devil's advocate to it. Is it kind of like an honor if somebody like honors your work? I'm sure it by is. By trying to like portray it on a very big stage. I, I suppose it depends. I mean, like, if Lady Gaga does... Well, no, that's a bad example. If, like, Taylor Swift covered, like, you know, like a Pantera song, it'd be like, um, can you not? You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I know there's a, there's a big difference in genre, but, I mean, everything in his mind is a big difference right. in genre as well. So, well, it's obviously completely personal. <laughs> I love the fact that he came right out and said it. Like, it's actually no it's actually very comical that he's like, let me let me call Rolling Stone right now and complain about this. Yeah, this, is, this, like, is, this is horseshit. Now that <laughs> because he's a scary motherfucker too. He doesn't. He looks. I actually believe the rules horrifying. of the rules of covers. <laughs> like I know that I know there's 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 gray area. You can't record them and sell them. And then you have to pay royalties and whatnot. But I believe there are any <clears throat> art like act of like written music is actually free game on an actual live stage. Yeah, I don't see why Espe- not. And especially <clears throat> if it's interpretation. Sure. Of said live tracks, so yeah, it's no, not I, necessarily <clears throat> copying it like to a T. I think of a it's thing. the fact of like actually taking it and selling it, like on your album. Right. Well, that's a whole different. It's, otherwise, you'd have to stop every cover band that played a bar. Right. No. Exactly. Well, that happens. Every there, there are venues. Band. There are venues out there that actually get hit with like royalty fees and like whatnot because they don't actually have the proper licensing to to have actually have cover bands. That's so ridiculous. That's weird. That's so so ridiculous. it's it's one of those things like. It, that's actually why if you go to premier venues like just speaking locally like Wis- like Worcester Massachusetts the Raven does not allow cover music uh, huh. Ralph's Rock Diner allows tribute but not necessarily cover which Covers. I know we I know we played there so we, <laughs> right, we, I was say, we we snuck in evidently kind of a thing um, Cherry Street Station in Connecticut 
zero covers. Really? <laughs> you actually are not allowed to play a cover song at Cherry, Cherry Street Station. Interesting. Which I go back to, I believe any work of art is actually free game as long as it's in a quote-unquote interpretation <laughs> kind huh. of a thing. But Interesting. Well, that's, that's why it. parodies fall under a different mm. heading, too. Yeah, no, I suppose that's fair. But it is still comical. <laughs> yeah. Because... I, I read some of the comments on the on these articles. I love going through the uh, the misery of comments from the fans, <laughs> and they're like, "Well, stop being a dick, man. They're trying to honor you by like playing your music." Blech. It's like, mm. yeah, but if it's really bad, maybe like you don't like it. Because yeah. I find that also like when when the, when a band actually does do like a recorded version of like their own thing, they'll actually reach out to the original artist just to like either get their thoughts, sure. their opinions, and maybe their approval. Yeah. And then, you know, decide from there if they're going to continue to openly market it. But it is very comical for him to come out and be like, Yeah, no, I, I agree. Metallica, Definitely, uh, Metallica, go fuck yourself. I catch her. You know what this is? This is Metallica pissed everybody off. <laughs> now, now we're on Metallica. This is what you become. It's uh, like I don't even know you anymore. This is what you did. This is why we're all angry at everybody. <laughs> yeah. You're the reason America's the way it is. I don't identify as a Metallica fan. <laughs> Touche. It's, it's, it's James Hetfield's fault. <laughs> the, wor him. the world. The world is James Hetfield's fault. I, I think it's more Lars' fault. How many people in the world is Lars all <laughs> yeah. pissed off? Most of them. <laughs> Anybody who has held two drumsticks in their hand. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's do some. I guess that's it. I guess we're on to uh, main ma event. Today's main event. Dun, dun, dun. Hold on. My computer's being weird. Okay, I'm back. One second. Heavy metal over a six pack. Smashed banana album review. I like it. It's been a while, so we got to go back to the. Uh, main event of Smash Banana album reviews. For those of you that don't remember, I'll give you a quick rundown. So if, if you've heard of Rotten Tomatoes for the uh, movie reviews, we do Smash Bananas. Rotten Tomatoes has... Uh, I forget the high point of... It's certified Fresh. Certified Fresh. Well, for the tomatoes, I, I, yes. I, was, I was trying to think of Rotten Tomatoes. Gotcha. That because I wanted to just make fun of the fact that we were copying them completely. So we had, they have Certified Fresh. We have Certified Banana Bread. But we also added a bottom level, which is green as fuck. Yep. Green bananas suck yep. for everybody. So we're going we're gonna to we're gonna, we're gonna review some albums today. I think we have at least two, maybe more. We'll see how it goes and how, how, how the up against the clock we are. Um, I would like to give a shout out to the world metal scene and the amount of work that you guys have given me to do. I have so much music to listen to. My next three weeks are now booked. Mucho gracias. But Leonardo. good for me. I do have a whole lot of uh, commute time now. There you go. So my, my Spotify playlist and YouTube playlist and all this other fun stuff is uh, absolutely exploded. So I look forward to hearing all of you and we'll get to all of you maybe hopefully someday. In some way, shape, or form. Bonus tracks, blogs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But thank you for reaching out. And tickets. If you if you guys actually follow us on Facebook, go find us and give us a like on Facebook and go check out the world metal scene and check out our comments. And I mean, you guys can like start thumbing through these bands too, because you know what? There's there's some crazy talent out there, and it's it's exciting times. 
Exciting times in this world of digital music. So, with that being said, and no further ado, we are on to Smash Banana album reviews. Yeah. Bruja. There's hair on my microphone. I've been talking. I've been talking a bunch, but I can I can start if we like. Yeah, you start. Okay, my first my first album <clears throat> that I'm actually going to actually offer an album review. This actually came out very recently, 2019, like probably a couple weeks ago. I don't remember the exact release date, but <coughs> ah, sorry while I choke and die over here. <clears throat> uh, August 16, 2019. Thank you, sir. So five days ago, five five days ago, the album Atonement by Killswitch Engage came out. Um, now it took me a couple of it took me a couple of days after this actually came out to actually like check it out. I actually forgot it was getting released, and then somebody was like, "Well, it's like, oh, dude, yeah, the new, the new kill switch." Like I actually heard it over the weekend when we were out doing the uh, the paintballing. Yep. I was like, "Oh, fuck, I forgot <laughs> about that." There's a there's a kill switch engage album out, so I gotta go like check that out. Now there's a lot of excitement over the this uh, the single that has like a video that they've signal they've been fire. like the signal fire because it actually features Howard Jones. It's got Jesse Leach and Howard Jones both doing. I think it was put together well. Have you seen the video? It's very good. I think it's cool that they kind of he's like hanging out. There's a guy and then he joins in and they're kind of doing it together. So I was listening to episode now, 68. For those of us who aren't familiar with Killswitch, who were those people? Uh, Howard Jones was the former lead singer of Killswitch Engage. Course, Jesse sorta. Leach is the current. To, uh, to, to define that a little bit. So originally, Jesse Leach was the original lead singer oh, to Killswitch Engage. And then two albums in, roughly, or one album. Um, Jesse left. <coughs> Howard Jones stepped in for three albums. And then Jesse Leach is now back as a lead singer. Okay. So, and okay. I mean, you had two different, widely different vocalists. Well, I, I would actually say they're actually relatively similar. I guess because like you know they they have some tracks, but I mean there there are re-releases. I think it's um the end of heartache that has a release of with each one of them doing a version, which gets highly criticized. I could be wrong on the song the, the song, but regardless, my last serenade has a live version with Howard Jones of the counts. We talked about that in the last. Episode. So I was actually listening to an episode of our podcast, episode sixty-eight, and there was a there was an interesting comment. They were talking. We were talking about you guys were talking about the uh, du- like the dual singers like getting together and having to be able to hit like different yep. pitches and like whatnot. And I think uh, Howard Jones and Jesse actually <coughs> came up, and the comment was like, "Well, we like Jesse Leach's screams better, but we like mm-hmm. Howard Jones's cleans Weird though, better." Right? So what's interesting about the song is Howard Jones is b- pretty much doing the screams in the song, and Jesse Leach is handling the clean all vocals, the cleans. But other strange. than that, they're pretty much they're pretty much hitting the same pitch. Like I, th- the I feel like they were like, "Well, Howard's just gonna like take this away, and Jesse's gonna be like, eh, help." But bunch of homeboys out there doing some karaoke with a kick-ass band behind them. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Is. But as my, I'm I'm not even trying to like shed light on the situation. No, the song is great. The, the, the song's awesome. The song's very good. It's it's very good. I actually think like Jesse did a really great job like with his set. It almost kind of like I think it kind of like sparked like a little bit of fire, like kind of a thing. Now, this is a, this is a Smash Banana album review, so I'm a little bit saddened by this album. Now, now, thankfully, Killswitch Engage did not turn into like a lot of the other bands like nowadays that like had to go like Wicked Electronica and like all this other nonsense. I mean, Killswitch kind of you know they kept their obviously their core values. They're all instrumental. There's no there's not a lot of production going on behind. Um, compared to other albums in the past, I mean, it is softer. A little bit. 
the um the the part that I was kind of like lacking. Like there there were a few songs that like I really had a hard time with. Like as 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 sure as the sun will rise, I thought kind of sucked. I like the Crownless King with Chuck Billy from Testament. Yeah, yeah, the, cool. cr- the Crownless King was actually pretty good. Um, it's Know Your Enemy was actually a pretty good song. Mm-hmm. Like that's later on in the album. Unleashed wasn't bad. That was their single single. That was like the first release single. Wait. Unleashed, I thought it was weird, and I, I thought it was a weird way to open the album. But it's very basic. Yes, that that was kind of. Like, so if, if I was gonna time. give like an overall, like an overall view of like the album, like it doesn't really have like the heart and soul of like a like a, a, a like a Killswitch. I mean, they're very talented. I love Killswitch mm-hmm. Engage, and Killswitch Engage is probably one of the best live shows that you will see. Like they have a lot of energy, they do a lot of cool shit, and their guitarist is just fucking phenomenal and funny as fuck. Adam, Adam's good. Like I, I love that guy. Like there's, there's like just Google him. He's a goober. And <laughs> and it's like one of those things. It's like you know you listen to this album like start to finish and it's like oh well it's kind of it, you know it's fine it's good it's okay and then it's like well I started using the word forgettable but then I listen to a song like Ravenous and I'm like ah oh, that song ain't that song it's like yeah whatever that's it's fine it's okay but then. I get out of my car and I go to work and I got Ravenous stuck in my head all day. So I mean, there was an ear moth that, that was like planted in there. So it's like, what does that mean? I don't understand. Like, I don't understand. But overall, I don't think it has the same heart and soul as like other Kill Switch Engage albums. I don't necessarily think they rushed it by any means. I think there was a lot of hype with the Signal Fire because the rumor that Howard Jones was actually in the studio. That was like them. two, almost, no, a little over a year ago. Because that was like one of our first episodes. You brought that up. Actually, though, um, with Fenomy, we actually talked about that. It was an Instagram post. That was one of our news right. articles. So, I mean, there was a huge thing that, like, he was in the studio with these guys and, like, the, they were collabing. So, I mean, I know that the, there was, like, a lot. And, like I said, that that's a really great song. And I mean, it's probably by far the best song in the album. I'd have to I'd have to give it, like, my third, fourth, and fifth listen. Sure. Like, you know, like anything else. Like, once I get through the fourth and fifth listen, I, I'll, like, pick up on something else. There was just, I don't know, it was... Like I said, I, 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 a little bit strong. As sure as the sun will rise, I said it sucks. Well, I mean, I, I personally think it does. This Smash Bananas is all about personal opinion. Um, based on body of work and like hope, like you know, high expectations and like whatnot. I mean, I, if I had to rate rate this, I'd probably say it's a three. Okay, halfway, huh? And unfortunately, it's like you know, you you go two or three big swings, and the rest are kind of like you know, button. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how I felt, and maybe it's like one of those things, like you know, like all the other big releases that came out, whether it be Slipknot, whether it be the upcoming Tool, which we're gonna talk about in the future. Um, there's a lot of expectation for these these things. So like when they, you know, when you have like a swing and a miss, it's like it just it just kicks you in the balls, and it, it hurts the feels. This is the BYO program, BYOB program, <laughs> and bring your own bananas. And I. I <laughs> I gave it a three, but it's not, it's not even, it's like, you know what? It's not even that it necessarily swung and missed. It just swung and we're just still swinging. Just melodramatic. I guess. But, unfortunately. So send your hate mail my way if you want to be a kill switch. What's your, what's your email again? Let me just. H-O-A-6-P-A-C-K at gmail.com. Then I'm going to see my own hate mail. It doesn't count. It's a general hate mail site. Oh, okay. If you'd like a personal email address, <laughs> yeah, then yeah, yeah. email me at HMOA6PACK with what comment you'd like to send my personal email, and I will decide whether or not I will give that to you. Gotcha. Okay. 
But you can also just find Noted. me. Noted. You can also probably just find me on Facebook, and it's probably right there, too. Yeah. I'm not that hard to find if <clears throat> you know what you're doing. Especially if you're the FBI. Christ, my cell phone's all over the place, too. Anyway. For now. For now. <laughs> so I'm going to piggyback your kill switch. Piggy, piggy, piggy. From an older album in which um, I actually missed when this came out. This came out eight years ago. Um, dun, dun, dun. Uh, rolling around with actually Jesse Leach and Adam, both of Killswitch. Uh, I have Times of Grace. Now. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? I did not know that. So, obviously, they're formed in Southampton, Massachusetts. That's obviously where they're from. Same as Killswitch. Uh, the group consists of Adam, uh, Killswitch, Jesse Leach, Killswitch. Which I didn't realize Jesse also played in The Empire Shall Fall and Seamless. I did not know he had two other bands. Uh, guitarist Joel Strotzel? That sounds like an American strudel, but whatever. Also of Killswitch, mind you. And bassist, uh, I'm sorry, bassist uh, Matt Bacond <laughs> from Shadows Fall. And drummer Dan Glutzak from Envy of on the Coast. So that was a complete touring lineup. Um... So originally, this this album was actually so, sort of created by Adam. He, uh, in uh, 2007, he had uh, emergency surgery on his back, and while in the hospital, he actually wrote the material, which he recorded and demoed at home. Um, and then he actually contacted Jesse because he's not much of a vocalist to kind of help him out with it. And then they took Under Times of Grace. Uh, this is the only album they have out. Um, I actually found the song Strength in Numbers kind of in a random search and it kind of grabbed me from there. Um, the album's not bad. It's definitely softer. I mean, it's very well done. It's very... Jesse's very... Uh, I'm a huge fan of him of a broken man. That's a good song. That's, that's, a, very a, good be- song. that's a beautiful oh, yeah. song. Jesse's very, uh, like, spiritual. Like, he's very, like, you know, about making yourself better. I mean, he's been on a few, like, he has, like, a whole Instagram that's just for, like, non-music. Like, he literally says, just, you know, talk about other stuff. You know, like, the spiritual, like, stuff and walks that he takes and whatever. But, um, I mean, the album's not bad. It makes the numbers really good. Obviously, Him a Broken Man's really good. Worlds Apart's more of a fast one. A lot of it's more on the softer side. It's definitely more, it's, it's almost like... How should I put it? Like, these were for Killswitch, but they were like, well, it's not going to really fit. So they kind of was like, oh, we'll just kind of put it in this band. Because, I mean, like, if you listen to a lot of the songs, you can you get that Killswitch vibe. Because, I mean, you have half the band there to start. Um, otherwise, it's it's not a bad... I mean, it's definitely listenable. It's, definitely, it's just more on the, the lighter side of all things. Um, I would probably... Hmm, this is tough. <laughs> hmm. I'm gonna throw my bananas at it. I would, uh, I'd give it a four because it's, it's unique in its own right. And from a lyrical point of view, it's very um, inspiring. Like it's definitely about being like the best you can be. It's definitely a lifting up. You know what I mean? Like not being alone. Um, Dave from front of me, actually. This is the album that actually got him out of some dark times. Fun fact. So love you, Dave. Yeah, I'll give it a four. Well done. Well done. Jay, do you got anything for us, friend? 
I've got two. Gross. Should I should I do my my the the old album first? Do whatever really you want, a, my friend. It's a it's a birthday present. Comments. <laughs> All right, so I'll do my old album first. So, Let's do it. Oldie but moldy. Um, oldie but. Don't know if you guys would know this, but today, what's the August twenty first? All day. Is Serge Tankian's birthday. Ooh, happy birthday! I feel Serge. like he was created, not born, but whatever. It's fine. Yeah, you know what? I'll go with it. Like musical genius, like that <laughs> has like where where does it come from? I don't think he like, identifies with um, having a birthday. I feel like he was like a Yu-Gi-Oh card at one point, and they just kind of like like they just forgot to put him back in the card. Now that guy should be a fucking Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you imagine? Yeah, he should. <laughs> um, born in 1967. Uh, 50, 52. Holy shit. Yeah, he's up there. Holy shit. Yeah. From a band from um, the 2000 that's, era. <laughs> that's what we can prove. Nobody has any like any proof of like, where even. I want to see a birth certificate. <laughs> uh, be an Armenian, so. Yeah, <laughs> you would not be able to read it. Um, Their so years I, are like seven for... for everyone, just like dog years. <laughs> yeah, right. For Serge's birthday. Uh, I would do a Smash Bananas review of his first solo album, Elect the Dead. It's a good album. Interesting album. It's one of my favorite albums of all time. So um, can I be honest with you? The first time I heard this existed was Empty Walls on Rock yeah. Band. On Rock Band. Really? Figure huh. that shit out, yeah. Oh, the, the videos for the, the, the album. That and Beethoven's Cunt, I think, was the other one that I was... Yeah, that's the first <laughs> one I saw. Um, and I think... I don't know if that was Guitar Hero. Uh, I can't remember, but it, it was like it was a free track, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was like C, star, 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 star. <clears throat> yep, I was like, like what is it? What what Beethoven's Corn? I don't... Corn's mm. <laughs> not a swear. What? Beethoven had stuff on his feet? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Um, but so Elect the Dead uh, released in 2007 October 22nd 2020, uh, 2007 crazy, right? to be exact I'm so old um, the debut album of uh, Serge Tankian uh, he played all instruments uh, did all the writing all the studio work I didn't know he played all the instruments uh, that's interesting uh, where is it but, uh, personnel. All songs written and performed by Serge Tankian. Uh, the listing on Wikipedia for the instruments, which I thought was <clears throat> interesting and funny as well. Guitars, bass, piano, vocals, synthesizers, drum programming, melodica, bells, and various tone-generating beauties. <laughs> All right. Um... And, I mean, the list of additional people that helped him uh, on it is a ridiculous amount of people. Oh, I'm sure. Did you, um, I don't. I don't know if you actually. I'm just reading this, and I figured it was kind of interesting. The uh, so there was a, a music video <clears throat> directed and filmed for every song on the record, each yep. by a, a unique director. So he asked each director for their visual visual interpretation of the songs. And they were pretty much just make the video out of what they thought, which is kind. Of, that's kind of neat. It's a, it's a very, the album itself lends itself very visually, 
Mm-hmm. Um, when you're listening to it, which I think is one of the things that, that draws me to it. Uh, it's a very severe album. Uh, it's also very sublime. Uh, it, it hits all the markers of a great album, like a legendary album, in my opinion. Um, you have the really hard stuff, the, you know, really the, the other side of it, the softer stuff that, you know, uh, you're not used to with Surge Tankian. Um, and on top of it, you know, there's there's a... It was socially relevant. And it still is today, a lot of it. Hmm. Um, which just, you know, compounds the fact for me that, that I consider it one of the greatest albums ever written. Um, and I don't, you, I don't throw that out there a whole lot. Um... Because I like a lot of crappy music, and <laughs> uh, arguing that point with a lot of my crappy music is not worth it. But this album, this uh, I truly believe is is one of the the best things ever written musically, uh, and I would give it a more than a six. Uh, smashed bananas, certified banana could. bread. Um, I would go so far as to call it like golden banana bread if I could. <laughs> like, like when you play Donkey Kong. So go out, celebrate Serge's birthday by listening to some uh, System of a Down and some Serge Tankian today. He has a backing band or, called the FCC. Whatever. The That's Flying Cunts of Chaos. That's outstanding. Yep. I bet he and Tom Morello came up with that name. Yeah, with their... Uh, <laughs> political group so that that's my my album my first album review for the today all right i'm gonna go underground gross Ooh, i like it there are you a mole i'm going on i'm going underground and across the pond actually because um like I said, as I, as I kind of mentioned like a little while ago, we, we were graciously rained down upon like a whole bunch of submissions today. And uh, my intent was to do like at least one of, uh, of the submitted music and then actually like spend, spend like a lot of time over the next couple of weeks actually like um, writing up and like doing the uh, reviews for, the, for some really talented underground bands. But there was one band that actually stuck out to me that I wanted to uh, highlight. Um, they don't actually have a full-length album yet, so this is actually an EP. Okay. So there's there's only five tunes, but uh, I'm a this, sucker for EPs myself. Well, this five these guys are up and coming. They are actually currently in studio right now, like actually working on their uh, their full-length album. Uh, this band is out of um, shit. It was just right in front of me. I'm so sorry. I'm a bad llama. They're they're out of Germany. Woo! They are in you. One, two, three. Oh, they they are a, they are a four-piece band out of out of Germany. I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm not. Carl uh, Rui. Carl's Rui. I believe. <laughs> I, I don't think it's Carl's Rui. <laughs> I'm Carl's sure Rui. it's much different than that. <laughs> so, so, something of that nature. That sounds like one of one of uh, Piglet's friends. Uh, the, the the band that I'm going to review today is called <laughs> is, is called Vorga. V O R G A. Um, that's at Vorga Band on uh, Facebook. If you want to like go check them out, they they consider themselves a modern black metal band uh, based out of their uh, their hometown there. Um, awesome. The 
what stuck out to me and what I liked about this band, like when I first started listening to them, was they had like a they had like an old school Dimmy Borgia feel Dimmy to Borgia. them. Dimmy Borgia, but like a modernized version of Dimmy Borgia. Okay. Like, and kind of maybe slow down a little bit on the on the orchestration. Uh, the EP is called Radiant Gloom. I get like um like I mentioned that's before. A, that's an oxymoron. It's a um, it's a it's a it's a five track it's a five track EP. It, it's solid from start to finish like when you want to talk about like black and dark metal kind of a thing plus i also want to do this because i you know i wanted to mix up obviously the genre sure. the, the genres and deep deep down in my soul i actually think i have a i have a i have a soft spot for the black the doom a little bit of the death sure kind of a thing but it's your teenager it's your teenager peeking up <laughs> this is my alone in my car yeah like just being angry sure. like this After like your shift to mcdonald's <laughs> Gotta hate bitch fillets. Oh, fun fact: when I used to wash the dishes in the back, like while I was actually working at McDonald's, like I'd actually have a radio back there, and I would start blasting this. And there was one night, like we were closing, like one night, and the, the owner actually decided to make like a surprise visit. You'd never see him like after midnight, ever on like a Friday, Saturday night. And I'm back there, I got fucking doom metal, fucking blasting like something fierce. I'm like head banging, the soap suds are like flying everywhere. And like, what do I look up and see down the hallway? My boss. How'd that go? Mr. Ruskito. I think he just shook his head and walked away. That'd have been cool if he like jumped in. Two years later, he hired me as his general manager. Oh, I mean, boom! <laughs> Maybe he secretly likes it. I don't know. Metal saves lives, baby. Mm -hmm. All right, so instrumentally very talented i actually love the structure of the songs like you know you know how like sometimes like doom death and like, like the, the problem that i have like the, with like doom death metal that i don't like is because it gets very muddy it's very muddy and very clustered and very confusing Noise. i don't like it when it's muddy clustered and confusing i like it when it's uh beautiful but brutal okay brutal but beautiful however you want, how, whatever whatever beautiful order you want to do that brutal. and these guys do that beautiful and there At go, the same time, like the, the songs will have like these little hooks, like they'll kind of catch your attention, like um, they'll they'll transition into something that just is like, oh, it's like, oh, okay, now we're doing this, and like pick up the energy, kind of slow down the energy, like like cool. They're a cool band. This is a cool EP. I was very happy that they submitted it. Um, if I was going to give it an overall rating based on the overall body of work compared to everything else that I've ever rated in my life, I'd probably say a four. That's average. Not quite the bananas. Passing. Not quite. No, it's, on, it's on the top half of the spectrum. It's not quite the certified banana bread, but I'm telling you, like, if these guys actually put put what they can do like into like a full album. Like, we'll have to follow up with a full there's, album when it comes there's, out. Uh, there's something special going out in Germany right now. Germany. That's it. Scheiße. Vorga. Radiant Gloom. Oh, and by the way, the logo, killer. Visuals I'm a, are nice. I'm a sucker for visuals. Yeah, you have to. Like, I'm a, uh, and, like, if you actually check out their it's Facebook growing page. growing up like, in the it's age like, of album art. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's like, they're, like, all visual. I think there's, like, one picture of, like, themselves, and the rest of it's just, like, pretty pictures. And, like, I'm down with that. Beautiful. I'm going to actually go pretty local. Motherfucker. So, we got the privilege speak with these gentlemen at our live venue in which we partook in at the Snowbound Throwdown. Brew? Ha. What, three months ago? 
two months ago, roughly? I don't know, it was like <clears> eight years take. ago. Uh, of yeah. which there is no mm. snow involved. No. Correct. It's just, it's snowbound, so it's coming at one point. <laughs> it's like when you watch Game of Thrones, like the dragons are coming. It's like, well... Yeah, it's bound to have snow. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we got to hang out with Boss Nova. They were the original act. And they had to fight through, what, six... Bands. <laughs> they did, well, I th- so there was what? There was four. There was four tribute acts. So they did one, two, three, four. They did like six sets. Yeah, by themselves because the other band knocked out. So they had to just play their album oh, twice because okay. they only had one album. <laughs> they did good though. They they threw some covers in there. They were they they they're some cool dudes. They got uh, some stuff coming out, and we're actually gonna see them next month. Um, but fun fact, they have the album out, Blues for the New Eon, which actually came out this year, 2019. I have a signed copy. We do. Yeah, we do. Um, now, I, th- I showed these guys to Jay. Now, if you want anyone that sounds like Alice in Chains, this man's voice is spot on. Um, I've been rocking this album in my car for actually most of this week since my employees use my Spotify at work, so I can't use it. So, um, honestly, this, this album is actually very... Very well done. Um, I give props to the drummer. The drummer's phenomenal. Both live and throughout the album. I mean, he's very good. I mean, they're all good. Don't get me wrong. But the drummer, from a drummer's point of view, definitely steals the show a lot of the time. Um, it's not... It's, it's very Alice in Chainsy, even in like the, the music department. It's not super, super heavy. But they got some catchy riffs and... They got some kind of like, you know, groovy moments and whatnot. Very good uh, crowd-pleasing, you know, if you want to dance and jump around. Um, some uh, main picks from The Shadows is actually one of my favorites. It's about uh, interdimensional beings and whatnot, what have you, which is pretty cool. That, that's a really good one. Medicine God's got some nice uh, guitar licks in it. Uh, my favorite one personally is their last one, number 10, Mr. Gilmore's Flower Shop, which is probably their heaviest song as well. But it's got a cool uh, story behind it. talks a little bit about cannibalism, which is kind of neat. There's like this flower shop and this guy, like, you know, and it's got like the secret behind this old man who looked at this flower shop. Little shop of horrors. Yeah, essentially, my, except he's eating the people, not the plants. Well, you know. All in all, this album's very well done. It's... I. We, I listen to so much heavy stuff. It's nice to jump back a little bit and, you know, jump on the lighter side of things. And this album's really good. I've listened to this album through multiple times. I mean, I can listen to it. I don't have to skip songs. I, I enjoy all of it. His vocals are phenomenal, though. He's a very good vocalist. Very good at what he does. Um, for being a four-piece, too, one guitarist, I mean, he fills it out very nicely. Um, otherwise, I mean, even honestly, so I know Brock, Brock is a very talented dude. Their, ba- their bass player, Dave, is phenomenal. I've, he's very I've, groovy. Uh, he, he gets in there. I've seen him in a couple of different pro- projects. If you're in the Massachusetts, New England area, like you have to actually do yourself a favor and go check out these guys live because the energy that they bring yeah. is like something. Well, it's, it's cool because they were talking about when they uh, actually recorded the album. They were like, we want to sound like we do live because honestly, live, they sound just like they do on the album. Which is, I mean, that's what's nice. So a lot of bands don't have that, unfortunately. Oh, so, a lot of bands struggle for yeah. that. So this, I mean, what you hear here, it's exactly what you will hear when you go see them, which is awesome. So these guys are great. Honestly, this album, I'd probably give it give it a five out of six. Almost a full. 
That counts as certified banana nice. bread for us. And super cool dudes. If you, yeah, if, awesome. if you didn't have a chance to actually listen to their interview. I believe they have a cover on the new, uh, their next album as well. I won't spoil anything, but fun fact. Ooh, inside info. Mm-hmm. From the inside. I leave my insides alone. Jay, what you got, homie? All right. Well, I figured I'd bite the bullet. And it better I'd be Shania Twain's new album. I'm going to be pissed. Actually, I would have preferred to listen to Shania Twain's new album. <laughs> wow. You said it wasn't um, a train wreck. But I figured I'd jump on the grenade for the team. Uh, so I reviewed Scott Stapp of Fame. Creed. The Space His Between new Shadows. solo album. Yes. Um, I like Purpose for Pay, and that one was pretty me, good. It, I, she knows music, you know. Hey. Um, <laughs> all right. So, full disclosure, I didn't hate this album when I started listening to it. It reminds me of like the the kind of the way Creed was originally going, where they're a little heavier, and then. Well, it, it, exactly. It starts off, and it's very much very heavy. Um. Like, I actually felt like maybe he was influenced by um, Shinedown's new album. Um, Not quite as heavy as that, but for some reason I was getting a feeling like, I was like, "Eh, it feels like he listened to that album. Um, And then progressively, as the album goes, it gets more Scott Stappy. A little more preachy, too drunk. Much. Um, <laughs> Drug induced. I mean, as vessels. Yeah, I mean, the, my the same kind of kind people. Of that, um, but honestly, that wasn't the problem. Like I expected it. The problem with the album is by the end of the album, you can. There's a there's a weird technical progression with the album. Because by the end, he's doing something in the studio with his voice that makes him sound completely different than Scott Stepp. Interesting. Um, and it's almost like he's going, like he's going for a, a different, like forties Catholic, you really? know, the Christian radio rock. Like that's what he's targeting. Like that's that's what it makes me like the sound of it. Hmm. is so, like, uh, uh, okay. not quite, like, triple-A quality studio. Like, like, hey, I have a lot of money, and, like, you know, I want to make church music <laughs> studio kind of Well, I mean, I think it's strange, because when you have someone like Scott who has this, such a unique voice... And, like, you're like, oh, cool. Exactly. Like, if you were, like, a big Creed fan, you'd be like, awesome. But in my mind, like, you lose Tremonti from from Creed, and he made Creed what they were, like, the guitar riffs, and that's what made, in my mind. So you lose that with this. So it's a little strange in my mind. That, yeah, and then he loses his vocal identity halfway through. That's weird. Like, it... It was very strict. Like, I had to stop the album and go, is there a guest singer? <laughs> did I miss something? Like, did I not see something on the track list? What the hell's going on? 
and then I went to the next uh, next song, and it was the same. And the next, and That's I was so like, weird. okay, this, halfway through, like they either started using some kind of auto tune, or huh. they started doing something. To Maybe make he him ran away again. They had to replace him. <laughs> Uh, but um, it, that being said, that that actually painted my opinion of the album more than anything else. Like I expected the usual Scott Stapp shit. Um, the music at the beginning wasn't bad, so give it give the main tracks a listen just for the music. Uh, so I mean, is zero a rating? I want to know before I give this a rating. I think one. I think would be. Lowest. We're, 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 very, we're very democratic here. It's it's a one is the lowest number you can get. Everybody gets a trophy, <clears throat> despite how small it is. Well, okay. Well, I wanted to make sure because like if zero was the worst, I wanted to give it a one. So you give it a two. <laughs> I'm so confused. Uh, I give it a point five. How's that? Wow. Okay. Oof, brutal. It's really give it bad. a half a green banana, and it's <laughs> honestly it would have gotten a full banana <laughs> if Scott Staff had just. <laughs> <laughs> Stayed Scott Stapp. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. When it changes like that, and you you kind of lose the identity behind it. <laughs> it was so weird. I was like, the, all of a sudden, I was listening to somebody different. <laughs> because uh, when Purpose for Pain came out, that was like their kind of like uh, single. Like I was like, oh okay, this could be interesting. Like maybe it's it's not a bad song. No, at not at all. Interesting. It makes me wonder what he's trying to do. Yeah, well, maybe. Somebody got Poe. <laughs> they got Poe? <laughs> Isn't that that like, weird ghost thing in Zelda? Poe? Yay! I need a dollar. <laughs> Dear Lord, just give me a single. <laughs> this is going weird real quick. I can't put so, my hands yeah, down. I keep swinging them around. Of, uh, or at least a Bud Light, for Christ's sakes. Power of Christ compels you. Amen. Amen. Scott Stapp compels you. All right, so we got a two. We get we got banana skin. We just got the peel. Oh god, no another, banana. Another level slimy, of I can't keep up with this shit. Peel. <laughs> a slimy banana peel. A slimy banana. A slimy peel. green banana. Okay. <laughs> a slimy yeah. green. Wow, that's impressive. Anthony, we're not up against the clock, man. Go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead. Yeah. So we all know my weird infatuation fatuation with the mighty. Atreyu. They have they have released the deluxe edition of In Our Wake with let me count six bonus tracks. Which I was kinda interested because I've lived with bonus tracks, you kinda get the true identity of a band. And they can usually kinda go off the grid a little bit and do like their kinda what they want. So they had you get the more personal stuff. So I saw. Can I complain real quick? Go ahead. You know what I hate about special editions, like special? especially after they come out like six to eight mm. months after they release the original album. <laughs> like what the fuck? So I am so glad. I am so glad in the day of like digital music mm. that like I don't have to necessarily worry about having a hard copy of a CD because right. if I would have bought in your in our wake, you'd be like, well, what like, the fuck? I gotta buy it again. Ago, and then. Eight months later, they come out with the fucking deluxe edition with six more fucking That's tracks, weird, yeah. which is like a whole EP worth of tracks on this goddamn thing. I would be fucking rioting. Well, 
you can rest easy. And stealing Marcus, your music that's not the way of the market anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. And st- and stealing their music on Napster. This is why music was stolen on Napster <laughs> right, back in the day. Like because this. secret but fucking but tracks started the reason, coming. Out. It's also the reason why they were music collectors out there who like did imports and things like that. Right. So uh, just to start. Didn't mean for, to rant in front of there. I'm no, sorry, no, 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 you're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> uh, we'll start after Superhero, which is the last track. Number thirteen is Inner Wake Acoustic, which is exactly what you would think it'd be. Inner Wake Acoustic. That's kind of fun. Which is fine. Next is this time is now alternate, which I was like, hmm, maybe they'll make it heavier. No, they just remove the drums. Okay. Uh, so he's doing okay. You know, he did this on a Hell or High Water album too. <clears throat> Um, I'm trying to remember the, the, the soundtrack. I, I'll look it up real quick while you keep talking. This is, so, yeah, I mean, essentially, it's the same song. The vocals are very the same thing. They just have, like, no drums in the background and no, like, rhythm guitar. It's kind of like, like, this is so this is to do yoga, does he too. understand the definition of acoustic? Evidently, in the song before this, he did. But not this one specifically. Um, which is fine if it's the same song. Uh... And next up, 15 is Generation. The song that I was referring to for Hell or High Water is the song Tragedy. There ah. was a, the song Tragedy, like it's like a slower, like lower tempo yep. song. And then Good he song, does though. like, he, it's not bad. Huh. And then he does like a weird techno version, like later on, okay. like in the, in the album. Hmm. And so I think he's got a thing for this. Just saying. So uh generation is the next one where it kind of hits like the, the new songs that are added um this song could have been on the album and probably fixed and fine it's not neat it's it's okay it's all clean there's not really any screaming um yeah uh straight to hell same thing could have been on the album no different all clean for the most part pretty basic so others may live was the original single Release before this, before uh, Long Live came out. So, what this may live was you could buy it, and it, it has to do with like the military and all that. And they had like a whole record you could get with just this song on it, but it never came out in Long Live number 16 on this album. So, what this may live. So, they put it on this one, which this song's actually really good. Which it's weird that they waited so long to put it on it, I guess, because this song came out technically. What did Long Live come out? 2015? So that's a weird... That's a weird thing, right? I think it's weird. feels weird. Uh, Stronger Than Me is really heavy. But honestly, boring as fuck. It's... It's just like... The whole song. Is it like, what's his... Alex's... Not Alex. Yeah, Alex. That little side project that he had that was just angry. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's very <laughs> basic. There's not much going on. Honestly, the, the and I, I don't mean the. I think the last episode we th- we prevented on throwing shade multiple times. Um, because anyone anytime somebody says not throwing shade, you're you're pretty much catapulting that fucking shade everywhere. But <laughs> so the last song is when this day is done is probably the only one I enjoy. Obviously, So Others May Live is good, but this is like the newer, out of the new songs they added, this is the Atreyu I wanted in this album. You had you have the awesome solo riffs running through everything. You had the heaviness behind it. You know, the quick speed parts here and there. 
Alex throwing out those unique screams in which he is known for. Which make Atreyu Atreyu. But I guess we'll just put it on this deluxe edition all the way at the bottom. <laughs> but, yeah. Otherwise, that's that's my thoughts on it. So you had a re- you had a relatively high rating for like in our wake. So if uh, in our wake was like produced now with like these added tracks, would you adjust your number, Honestly. or is it just annoyance? Like I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed because of the fact in following years that it came out fucking four months later, five months later. There would be hard copy CDs flying all over this place, or at least one. Right, like it's it's just weird. I don't know. I know they're doing a lot and they're trying to like be different and add all this new stuff, but it's like, I don't know. It's strange. I have a theory. Okay. I wonder if the backlash got to them. They didn't help. They got so one, they said, one. well, <clears throat> we have more stuff in the tank here. So like, why don't we try to smooth the blow here? Because what's weird is they're, they're actually getting a lot of play too. Like, um. Well, it, it's, I mean, this is the, the world we live in. It's got this lighter tone of anything. Yeah. I, 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 honestly, I could play half this album at work if it wasn't for all the swears in it, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> like, it's not heavy enough to really... You can't really hear that. <clears throat> Actually, uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say Paper Castle. I, I turned uh, into that my, fuck I tur- is thrown. I, I, <laughs> you I, can I, hear that. I turned to my mom for a second. You can't really hear what they're saying. <laughs> My, yeah, I, I can I'm, sing every word, mother. Honestly, to be honest, and, and to follow up your question, it, honestly, I don't think it would change my rating. It doesn't make it any worse, but it doesn't make it any better. It's more or less a timing situation. I mean, that's a lot of songs to add to a deluxe edition, too. Most deluxe editions, you either add one or two, and then it's like like six live tracks. But this Yeah, it's this usually e- something special. Right. Like It's like a, a remix of this, or a live sure. version of this, or... Even the acoustic thing, like the acoustic version, right. like that's not that's not out of the that's not out of the ordinary. No. But. All right. Well, let's put it in this context, Anthony. Um, as a an Atreyu fan, okay. Would you say that the, this is a must-have for the diehards? If I see Atreyu live, I'd prefer they did not play this album. <clears throat> I will agree with that. <laughs> well. And, and I'll like put a, the, I'll okay. put this on my I want to like soak in a hot tub on a quiet peaceful evening. Like I brought pile. up before, it's this album as it's as, as an album itself, not in the tree album, but as an album itself, it's very good. It's very well done. It's produced very nicely. I mean, they're very talented musicians, but as an Atreyu album, I do not enjoy it. <clears throat> Long Live in 2015 was so good. That was was yeah. so good. And then they crapped on my heart. <laughs> German Chaiza videos all day. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. But yeah, so those are my thoughts on it. At least they didn't do a double album. Demon Hunter. <laughs> uh, I, I'll never forget. I know I've referenced this story before, but like uh, I, I was listening to a podcast, uh, Your Favorite Band Sucks. These guys are so so funny. Like I like to pick out the bands that I actually like and listen to them rip them apart. Jay, you'd like this. There was a two part. There was a two part episode of Metallica. But they put oh, they yeah. put Megadeth in there too. Like in that episode, they're like, "Oh, and you Megadeth people, you could go fuck yourself too." 
Outstanding. That's <laughs> oh, awesome. they are so good. But they're, they're, they're the ones that, like, probably my favorite quote about, like, double albums is, like, if you want to do a double album, don't. If you have so much material that you have two albums worth of shit, that probably means three quarters of it is garbage. And but I mean, when Jay brought up earlier that he liked EPs, because usually EPs are the ones you think are the best. Yeah, I'm not going to put out a five you know song I mean? EP if I think EP one of the songs is, is eh. Honestly, there's a lot, of, a lot EPs. of EPs are usually the early stuff of bands. Like, it's the closest to listening to them in a bar when they're first like playing their original well there's plenty of bands who have eps where i enjoy more of the songs on the ep than the actual album that makes any sense sure oh yeah me too i've been there i try to use one of them so the last thing i'm gonna say is like as far as like reviews go and like kind of actually going off of like the ep so uh another one of the the bands that actually submitted to uh to uh to our uh, thread on the uh world metal scene uh band called as we burn um, they, they sent me a single that they just Demons. came out with called Demons. And this song is legit. But it isn't. When I say this song is legit, like this is like one of those, you know, sometimes, especially like if you want to be like a touring artist, if you want to be uh, like, you know, what, whatever your aspirations are for as a, as a band has to be, you need that one song that kind of carries you like above, like above the level, like to the next stage. Like to get to like you know the A level, the B level, like et cetera, sure. et cetera, et cetera. You need that one song that kind of carries <clears throat> you there. And this single that they just came out with, uh, Demons, is that. It's got a cool level of heavy, but it's got an awesome level of rhythm. It's got a great hook for a uh, for like a chorus. Like this this song is like legit, and it's awesome. And I'm so glad that they shared it with me. It's now part of my collection. Like, off, like in my in my in my Spotify playlist, uh, these dudes. I, I didn't have them pulled up, unfortunately. Let me see if I can pull this up real quick without sounding like an a hole. They're from Sweden. Oh, they're Swedish. Yeah, Sweden, of course they are. Metal, metal, metalcore band from Sweden. And fucking mm-hmm. enough said. Like these, those fuckers come out of the womb, fucking <laughs> put doing guitar guitar licks. I've been practicing for twenty years. This guy's Swedish. He was born better <laughs> than me. <laughs> Yep. But it's a it's a great 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 song. Um, they're a cool band, man. They're like I said, as we burn from Sweden. The single is called Demons. Um, I'll link them up. I'm not gonna give them a smash banana because it's only a single. <laughs> so they don't they don't get an album review yet, but they're gonna get some honorable mention. Cause can you give them a plantain? No. How about a chiquita? Stop it. Damn it. I'll give you a potato chip. A banana chip. Banana chip? You're a dried banana My chip. My chinchilla used to eat banana chips. Chiquita banana. But now we just hit another soft spot. You know, you, the thing about banana chips, they sound mm-hmm. like a good idea until you start eating them. And then I don't you eat hate, them. And then you hate your life. They're gross. I got some trail mix one time. Yeah. It was like a small package. I saw like two banana chips when Anything I opened it. Anything I feed it was like my rodents, chip. I don't usually eat myself. Anything that requires water to be tasty sucks. <laughs> just... <laughs> I don't want. I don't I'm just want gonna my, spit on my banana chip first. Hold on. I don't want my food to be. I don't want my food to be reconstituted. <laughs> if it's dry, it stays dry. <laughs> Get back in the fiery water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Alrighty, let's drink some beer. Hold on. Beer is good. Beer is good. Beer. 
I went to Maine this weekend. Maine sucks. Sometimes. I like Woo! Maine. That was a weird conundrum. So I usually I take it back. I take it back, Maine. I actually love Maine. Now let's put this in perspective. So I go to Maine to visit family, and there's the New Hampshire State Liquor Store on the way to said state. It's like twenty of them, and that's a pretty. I know that I have a lot of alcohol on my cabinet. I can't fit any more alcohol in my cabinet. For some reason, I still That's go there. You need a bigger cabinet. For some reason, I still yeah. buy things I don't need. But in their little uh, convenience store that they have attached, in which I, was I gonna get... say, this is a weird <clears throat> conversation because the, the New Hampshire liquor Correct. and wine outlet does but not But now have the beer. little store attached to it serves beer. Oh, there's an annex. Interesting. Which me and, me and my better half always get the little bag of smoked Gouda cheese cubes and the ranch pretzel sticks and you eat them together and it's phenomenal anyway so that is ladies and gentlemen that is a chef making some (laughs) chef ass snacks at a fucking convenience store damn right right there like that was phenomenal bravo (laughs) yes yes so at 6.5 percent i have great north not brewery aleworks this is RVP Robust Vanilla Porte. Ooh. Um, I can't drink this while pregnant. <laughs> but it is okay. a malt beverage brewed with vanilla Good bean and vanilla know. extract. Uh, let's see. According to the side of this can, it is brewed with a blend of roasted and toasted, because I guess that makes a fucking difference, malts. Uh, laying a rich foundation of coffee and dark chocolate flavors. Uh, Madagascar vanilla arrives late to the party, giving RVP its signature flavor and aroma. Always a crowd favorite. And the brewer's name is Rob North, which makes sense given the most northern state of the country. Um, not a bad porter. Hmm. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Porter fan. Better than the one we had on Sunday. That one was gross. Um, Porter's a good uh, hmm. <laughs> It wasn't um, that bad. To, to line up with all the other Porters I've had, I would probably give this a three. Right in the middle. It's not good, but it's not horrible. Great North Ale Works is, uh, is tough. And I know like they, they get heavily distributed, so like they're popular with somebody, but I don't get it. I think I, I tried their IPAs one time. I can't remember exactly which IPA I tried, but it hurt. Yeah. Like kind of like the kind of like the dragon's milk in our fridge. Ooh. It's it stayed Ooh. down there for a while. Like I'm I I, I got I got real milk. desperate to dr- put down those cans. Dragon semen. All right. I um I'm not local, but I I don't think these guys are like really well known. Actually, I learned about this beer, so like this interesting thing happened. I uh, I have my new job that's like closer to Boston now, so now I have I have all kinds of stores now at my disposal on my way home. Oh boy! They're in a whole different region of the state, which is really fun because that's when you get like the different sure. like regional beers kind of mm-hmm. a thing. And now I got all kinds of like brews coming out of uh, Boston, Maine, Providence. All kinds of stuff because, like, now I can shop in Eastern Mass and not in Central Mass because Central Mass is, like, you know, where anything that's worth anything goes to die. But this is not from any of those. This is actually from Wyoming. 
but I had a really nice conversation. <laughs> All this regional talking, we're in fucking Wyoming. Very now, nice. the reason why Very the nice. conversation is relevant is because I went into the store and I actually had a nice, a nice uh, discussion with a gentleman that was actually from the distribution company that actually accepted this beer and is now distributing it in Eastern Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Um, he told me about the uh, the award-winning uh, Wyoming brewery uh, of Melvin Brewing. And like all the great things that they were doing, how they've like won all these different like kind of competitions. Now I tried an IPA with them. They um they you know they have their general selections like anybody else would. They have an IPA. They have a double IPA. They have a porter. They have what I chose to go with today because you know I was feeling like a fat kid, so I went with the Killer Bees American Blonde Ale. Want something a little bit light, a little something like very enjoyable. Uh, this beer is made with like. Uh, it starts as a, like an American blonde, and they actually added like a honey. Eight pounds of fucking honey. Like so, like there's Woo! a there's a little bit of a sweetness to it, but it's not overpoweringly sweet. Now, it's what does actually, it mean by eight pounds of light clover honey per BBL? Um, that's a good question. You have to talk to somebody way smarter than me to have that answer. All right, <laughs> Alexa, what is? <laughs> uh... So all that honey that they add adds is like a subtle sweetness, but I mean this is a light, enjoyable beer, and like that's kind of like what they were what they were shooting for. They wanted this to be something. I like blondes. Blondes are nice. Yeah, I, I like blondes too. Crushable, if you must. So crushable. As you would say. Two at a time, whatever. I mean that's on that's on you at that point. Um, super enjoyable, super tasty. Like has a good flavor. Doesn't break the bank by any means. Like, that's nice. That's hard. Like, it's actually, it's actually, and I, I hate to keep bringing that up. I hate to keep bringing it's, it up. It's, but sometimes you craft brewers, man, you guys put out like a basic fucking Pilsner and you want 14 bucks for like for a, a four, four pack. pack. It's fucking it's retarded. Like, dude, why? Stop being a slut. That's why people drink it's, pond water. It is classic, classically brewed. No, if you cannot handle the cost of actually canning and shipping your shit, don't can and ship your shit. You only make six at a time. I spun this beer by hand. <laughs> what does that even mean? This can was made for a horse. I almost want to give this a perfect rating. I know I, I've been throwing around perfect. You know, Ooh. I will. I'm going to give it a six. Go with it? That's a six out of six because right. that is an enjoyable beer for anybody. If you like flavor in your beer, you'll like this beer. If you don't like heavy beer, you'll like this beer. If you like, if you actually like blonde ales, you'll love this beer. If you like, like bees. This, if, if you like bees. running like away from fetish. Killer bees with like weird drawings of dudes with a tap coming out of his gut and hornet wings. And, and it says it's also a, a a great for watching your lawn get mowed. Yeah, it's like totally outdoor crushable, man. Like this is a summer <laughs> brew, okay. and we, we don't have very much summer left, so we have to drink the summer brew as much as we can. So Melvin Killer Bees, six out of six. I'm I'm calling it perfect rating for days, and that's it. Yay. Okay, that's a beer review. We did some smashed <laughs> bananas. Obviously, the only reason why we do this shit, so you guys actually go check out this stuff. So especially like the underground crap, like go check them out. Mm-hmm. Um, but even the uh, the above ground crap, like email us if you got if you actually have some opinions. And you want to tell us how stupid we are? That's cool. Like we're da- we're down with that. You know you make it once you start getting hate mail. Pretty much. HMOA number six P A C K at gmail.com. Hate mail away. We will take all of your feedback. Until then. Like, share, listen, repeat, and goodbye. Hasta lo taco. Peace. Be with you.
that in the end of this episode, this is Marcus, Anthony, Dave, and Jay signing off. Thank you for listening to the Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack Podcast.